Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast and joining me on today's show is Keith Levine, one of the founding members of the rock band The Clash, who is now a ardent Bitcoiner and has a message to share with all of you plebs out there falling down the rabbit hole, head over hills as Keith and I have done ourselves. Keith has been on a few other podcasts including uh, What Bitcoin Did and Tales from the Crypt with Marty. And it's just great to see him contributing to the space with his own podcast, his own work, which he's uh, doing through the Love of Bitcoin podcast with the Bitcoin Mechanic and Toma Strolite. So uh, make sure you go and check that one out as well. Before we get into this interview, I'd like to give a shout out to the show sponsors. You know who they are by now. If they're in the US, you can start stacking sats with swanbitcoin.com. Use forward slash bitten. That will get you a free $10. And in Europe, you can use Relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash Bitten to save on commission. If you are looking to go to the conference in April, April 6th to 9th, 2022, Bitcoin conference, biggest event ever going to be held for Bitcoiners, you can check out the website, go to uh, the link in the show notes, and that will take you straight to the checkout page that will get you a 10% discount. Or simply use the code BITTEN at checkout and that get you a 10% discount on all tickets from general admission all the way up to Whale Pass. If you are not in control of your coins, you should be. And you should be using a hardware wallet. And you can find one of the best devices out there at shiftcrypto.ch. You can use forward slash BITTEN that will get you a 5% discount on the BitBox 02 Bitcoin only edition hardware wallet and if you are in the UK make sure you are going to start stacking and setting up an auto buy with coincorner.com they should be having the URL up soon it will be bitten or the code bitten and that will get you a free 10 pounds just hang out for the link if it's not ready yet enjoy this show all right we are recording Keith great to have you on the show how are you Yeah, uh, no, I'm great, you know, everywhere and nowhere kind of thing. Um, always, always bullish. Um, I just saw Thomas Strolight's short movie. Have you seen it? We have. Lauren, you've seen it too, right? So, and Lauren, did you get it? Come around this side because yeah, okay, this is where yeah. the mic is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you watch it more than once? Um, We've watched it twice, haven't you? I mean, we watched like the trailer of it. Actually, let, let, let's back up the story a little bit because you you already met Toma before you watched the movie. Yeah, right? it, it, Galileo. They they got him on Galileo and read a book. So um, let, let's explain that to Keith. Book. So so uh, Galileo is my my online school. Yeah, she does okay. online schooling, which is kind of self directed education. I vaguely heard about that. Right, but now. So, now. Now, yeah. Toma, Toma's written uh, a kid's book, and so I reached out to Toma and said, we'd love to have you on, 
and read to the kids. So he did three separate readings uh, across three separate time zones. And for the European one, Tomo was up at 4 a.m. and he read to, I think there's 20, 25 kids that he read the story yeah. to. And it was so amazing. What did you think of the story? I think it was really cool. And then what did you think of the video? Because we've watched the video twice now, right? The, the video that Keith is talking about. That, uh, I, think, I, I think that's really cool yeah, too. What, what, what? I, I think the, the video is really cool. Why? Um, it explains a lot in just... That's, like, that's great. One go. I'm not trying to catch you out. Um, we could just sort of go through it. Look, when I was a kid, I'd always see those pictures that were on at the beginning in black and white of these people sort of before the war or the war or after the war. And uh, it was a big influence on my life. Okay. But I never got the message that I get now because I understand how money works and what Bitcoin is. Um, how old are you? I'm 10. Okay, it's gone all quiet. Um, yeah, if I understood, if I was even just being turned on to Bitcoin <laughs> at 10, my life, I can't imagine what it would be like. You know, but I'm, I'm okay about it. I just, um, I feel bullish for you because uh, it's really important to take this stuff in. Um, personally, I think uh, Thomas' movie is great, but it's the Disney version, and I can see the world they're talking about, but what about the world in between? And that's what concerns me because I've just seen so much... I've seen governments perpetrate such stupid wars ever since I've been alive, and I came off the back end of World War II, this big moment globally that, that that changed the world from a kind of loads of villages and nothing to a sort of a global the the Bretton Woods thing changed everything didn't it uh of course she doesn't know what the Bretton Woods thing is does she so yeah I'm just saying like uh it's still a great movie there's a great message in that movie mm. you know and uh it it, it could be true mm. What was your favorite part of the movie? Do you remember? Uh, well, um, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about the part about education, where you saw the kids online and all learning together, different ages? That's what you do, right? You, yeah. you actually thought it was your school, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Um, a year. Year and a half, I would say. Yeah. But um, before that, we we traveled the world for two and a half years, and uh, they they were completely out of school. We were world schooling. Uh, but uh, on the Galileo platform, about a year and a half that they've been doing that, and they they get the thing to choose. Is, if you're traveling, you know, if you're if you're traveling the world, that's one of the greatest school lessons you can have. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lesson. That's multiple lessons. It, you know, um, yeah, I can't imagine. Um, actually, I like I I went to places for two weeks with my parents, you know, but it, it didn't mean too much. But I always did that thing where, you know, sort of got lost in the village and I kind of a little bit too inquisitive. Um, but yeah, education. So um, great way of learning versus school like it. Do, do you hate school? Did you hate school? Um, I think it was all right, but um, it was starting to get a little frustrating and boring and I don't really like it because I come home and I have to 
sometimes learn a poem, which I absolutely hate. Yeah, yeah. I can understand you might want to learn a poem that you discovered yourself and thought, oh, I love that bit. I'm going to remember it. But what is the point of telling someone to go home and learn this thing they haven't told you anything about, probably? And it's just like they just give you this chore, you know, whereas you're doing it yourself or with, with your dad. You, you know, uh, he's not going to let you off lightly. You know, it, you're going to have to figure out, you know, you're going to have to do some proof of work, so to speak. <laughs> That's a great one. Proof of work. I, I remember like when I, when I started to understand in Bitcoin what proof of work is, um, how I, I just went proof of work mad. I wanted a company called proof of work and I wanted to call a band proof of work. And I was trying to think, how am I going to, how am I going to explain this? That no, this is, you know, we never did any of it, of course. Um, but it, it was just a really great thing to ride along on. And like, why was that so euphoric? What was it that would do that to you? But you know, what you're doing is um, you're learning from Bitcoin, you're learning how the mechanism works, essentially how the bookkeeping works with this massive security of tech and cryptography. But then you start looking at the industrial revolution and these gilded age buildings and it's just like that you know and then you look at these huts that they put up even these cool eco houses i mean they're just flat packed and the fiat economy you know so bitcoiners can moan about this endlessly and i think with really good calls you know come on daniel tell me something about fiat noise that that could be dropped that could be better i'm asking you look at look at the wall behind us right this this wall's been standing for hundreds of years and today we're at the top of a mountain in a, in a qatar um old citadel castle from the 12th century uh, it was just incredible i thought that it was, was 13th yeah part of it was from the 11th century the oh. original building and then they it, with all of these castles they just get added on over hundreds of years uh, and it's like, man, it, it, I mean, yes, it's a ruin, but a lot of it is still standing. And that was, it blows your mind how the engineering from six, 700 years ago is still standing and how they built on the places that they built is just incredible. We can't do that today. We, we don't dream of even doing that today. It's like you said, flat pack, just throw it up. Most houses are, you know, they're going to fall down the day after the mortgage expires. Yeah, um, we can do that today if we so choose. And uh, I think there, there should be more of it. Um, look at all the stuff they put up in the 60s and the 70s. I mean, I've never seen so many buildings demolished that were modern, you know. And it's because it's this diluted fiat, the diluted fiat way, um, the way the governing bodies via tax and theft um, and stealing our time have um, just, and, and debasing our money, you know, by flooding our, our economy with our own money, they've just diluted, they've killed everything. So, you know, um, anything they do is just formaldehyde. Okay, um, when you look from, the point of view of Bitcoin outwards, okay, 
it doesn't make sense. The whole planet doesn't make sense. No. Okay. You know, we always knew it didn't make sense. And yeah, I, I, I definitely suspected money. And I don't know why it took Bitcoin to turn me on to Austrian economics and macroeconomics and looking at markets. I had a brush with the markets in the 80s and they, they were trying to turn me on to shorting companies. And I just thought, this whole thing is so bizarre. And what shorting a company is just doesn't make sense. It's immoral. It, it, you know, um, I'm not against making money and I, I didn't do it. And in fact, I dismissed the markets. I, you know, I might have turned on to Bitcoin a hell of a lot quicker if I'd done that but who knows who i'd be you know so i'm happy i behaved that way uh even though i'd probably have a lot more money behind me um yeah so uh tell me something because yeah. i've got some notes there or i could go on to um again we're talking about proof of work and i'm saying hard money like weapon of peace proof of work works better in context of digital scarcity, it just like uh, the potential of Bitcoin, people will say, I mean, did you even know about monetary policy? You might have heard them mention it on the news or some boring program. And anyway, the, everything in the fiat monetary policy is a lie anyway. Um, monetary policy for Bitcoin is so simple, it's 21 million, okay? and. It doesn't take much. You don't have to dress it up much. It, you, you start understanding scarcity and then you start understanding, oh, that's how gold worked. It was a forcing mechanism that kept them honest, you know. Um, and Bitcoin, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to play against it. So what do we do? What have we done? What's the best thing we've done? We've removed the humans. Okay, because we know, you know, oh, you could say Satoshi did it. He removed the humans because they're going to do it again and again and again. And I'd do it, I'm sure. You know, I, I'm sure given different circumstances, there's certain things that are just impossible. So what's going on in that Bitcoin governance box is a fantastic template for layers and layers of things that can happen that might relate to money, because everything really relates to money, but actually has nothing to do with money. Um, maybe. Pod 2.0 is a good example through lightning. Um, mm. um, you know, per, the permissionless act, uh, aspect is, is so important. It's like when I was learning what Bitcoin is and what the blockchain was doing, I had to get my head around what is trustless or trust minimized. And that's, yeah. so it was all very well that, okay, I get it in Bitcoin, but what that exposed to me is just i didn't even realize i was trusting people you know i didn't think about it you know you're going to deal with money you go to the bank it's not like the bank give you money anyway but one way or another you, you end up using a bank i didn't know about fractional reserve um banking so all these things it's just a, it, it's like um they're so nicked it's like they're, they're so so corrupt it hurts you know, and they, they all know what they're doing. And people that work in banks don't, but the people that run them do. It's funny. I'm, I'm going to pick up on that. First of all, do you want to say goodnight, Lauren? My question? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Lauren's going to ask you a question. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Keith and I are just ready to get into it straight away. Go on, quick. Um, so why did you become a rock star, rock star and um, why did you stop? 
um, I never really was a rock star and um, I did play in bands and um, I, I just thought that I'd done that and um, I, I just saw show business. I wasn't trying to be in show business. I was really serious about something when I was a kid and I expressed it through guitar and luckily made a few good records that I'm not that crazy about, but I get why people like them, but I make good stuff now. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly not a rock star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. tattoos, okay. Say good night then. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> good night. night I'm gonna leave you guys to your chat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one second. I just got to change my earphones, and we will get into it because yeah, you were talking um, about uh, corruption, and it's funny. I just had a, a conversation with uh, with Saifedean, and we we're talking about uh, the fiat standard that he's bringing out. And he made a great point. He's like, you look at this system and yeah, you think oh, the corruption in this is just running so deep, like it's corrupt to every level. And then he's like, but then like to call it corrupt would mean that, um, you know, that there was actually something right with the system in the first place. In fact, it's running perfectly well to how they designed it. And that's a very hard hitting realization. Yeah, you'd like, you'd like to think, oh, they, they were doing this thing and then they found out there were more and more things they could do and poor innocent babes just couldn't resist it. But no, they did design it this way. Money changes have been around for a long time, a hell of a long time. Um, you know, the big families involved, we don't really have to talk about them. Um, uh, with safety and, and the Fiat Standard, yeah, is it out? In um, hard copy, it's coming out this month. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there was something specific. I'd say I, I lost it though. Um, I've lost the whole trip. We were talking about before uh, Lauren um, asked you a question about proof of work, and we were talking about how the um, how how like yeah, how did you come to find Bitcoin? That's one thing I would like to know. You you said you could have found it a lot earlier if you'd have um, followed a few different paths, like listen to the guys in the markets yeah. back in the day. Well, how did it like you know? It, it, how did it come that and tap you on the shoulder? Yeah, well, I knew about it. Uh, it was one possibility. And guess what? I mean, I, I didn't so much dismiss it in 2011. Uh, I just put it to one side to do, of all things, a fucking musical project. And I really didn't want to do it. And um, a certain entity really talked me into it. I said, no, it's really good. And I made really great music for it, which has become a catastrophe legally. Um, so I, I really believe I was there. I was all over it in 2011 and I, I just left it because I just thought I've got to concentrate on making this freaking crowdfunded thing. Um, yeah, so as soon as I wasn't doing that, it, it, yeah, I, I, got, I got into it. So I got into it like the end of 2016, 2017 and saw all that nonsense happen. Mm -hmm. um, I think what happened was, um, so it was like, yeah, we knew about Bitcoin and we were hearing about Vitalik's casino cesspool which uh, i had like in the beginning i was all over all the shit coins okay um and really bullish and just thinking oh this is great and loving the startup and loving the, and, and then reading all the white papers and just finding out look this is a bunch of buzzwords and none of these things do anything and they're you know decentralized dinos they're decentralized in names only and but what I was getting my head around was what they were kind of trying to do. So I, I was picking up a lot about fintech and governance and how these little things are their own little virtual world. Um, 
but you know, um, I, I never had a problem with Bitcoin. I just try to make it that I've, you know, I was looking at Hydera, Hashgraph, EOS, all, all the bollocks, you know, make a die, whatever. Um, and it just all amounts to the same thing, you know, what the fuck does it do and who needs it anyway? And you know, um, I can go on Betfair and do this and and like, um, you know, Bitcoin was the thing, like I had the aha moment, they're talking about the blockchain and I'm like, this isn't about money. This is about, I said at the time, curing world famine, but I guess what I was uh, discovering was Bitcoin fixes this, you know, which we all say a lot, don't we? Bitcoin fixes this and it does, you know, and the amount of things, fix the money, fix the world, but Bitcoin goes way beyond that. So it's so immensely amazing and it's so liberating. Um, and it, it puts you in a situation where somehow you learn how to uncover knowledge and know when it's bollocks and know when it when it isn't. Whereas before, I could, I could tell loads of things were bollocks, but I didn't know why. I couldn't say exactly mm. why. But whereas, uh, you know, for finding out about all the layers of Bitcoin and, you know, I've forgotten more than I know about Bitcoin and there's plenty more. And plus it's changing all the time anyway, like anything in tech. Uh, it's just so... it's. It's like um, this discrete as zero, you know, it's not even zero. Like zero came out, didn't do anything, and it changed the world, you know? Right. Uh, Robert Breedlove obviously highlighted this. I was on to zero, but what a fantastic piece he wrote on it. Um, you know, this thing's come along. And I remember thinking, like, oh, you got this guy, <clears throat> Vitalik, and imagine just writing a whole currency up and implementing it. And I was like, you know, fuck, yeah. Um, but that was when I didn't understand anything. I didn't understand about money. I didn't quite really understand how crypto worked. I could do a transaction, but, you know, we can use the telly, but we don't know how it works. Um, yeah, anyway, and I did start finding out how it works. And, and that was that's the thing about Bitcoin. It, it's like, it is a steep learning curve. And it is like a living thing because it reaches out to the planet and... Um, it tethers to the planet via proof of work, hence the energy brings it into the real world. And um, that's where these other shit kinds fell down. They, they can be handy. Um, well, I guess tether can be handy or something. Um, or, or, or stable coins can be handy. There's all, I, I, I like the fact that money's being looked into and more and more people are finding out about it. And it's a really low percentage. And you know, when I was first into Bitcoin, I was trying to turn everyone onto it. And, and you know, I understand that. Because <laughs> if they get it, 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 it hurts to understand it. And if they don't get it, it's like, yeah, oh, it's Keith, the Bitcoin weirdo, you know. Um, Mate, it's, um, and I look at what's going on right now, like, uh, especially with all of this COP26 bullshit that's happening. Um, and, you, you know, you said it earlier, right? You, you knew something was wrong but you couldn't put your finger on it. Imagine how many millions of people are watching this clown show, this pantomime, this theater of this COP26 and wherever they've been, Glasgow, The Hague and whatever, these people, they fly in from God knows where on their private jets. None of them are wearing masks. They're doing whatever they wanna do. And they're talking about saving our planet for us. You've got Prince Charles coming out talking about, we've got to change the way we live. You know, the guy that has got, you know, that there's more people living in his basement sorting his mail 
you know, emitting more carbon dioxide than the medium household. And it's like, so people that they must see this and think this isn't right, but they've got, they don't have that tangible link to the money that we now have that understanding that missing piece of the puzzle. When you realize that the money is broken and this is where it all stems from, it all becomes crystal clear. It's amazing. Listen, I'm not a conspiracy theory weirdo. Okay. But uh, the whole data set that they, they work from or the whole narrative is flawed because um, the, they're using carbon credits to as another stealth tax. I don't know whether they think it's bad or good for the planet. Um, nothing wrong with carbon. You want a greener earth. Carbon, you know, they're, what they're not talking about is nitrous oxide. You know, um, greenhouse effect isn't a carbon issue. Um, it's one of the least things in the air okay um and we've had much much higher carbon you know this is you know getting the information from um the arctic and you know going back a thousand years with those core samples and you know isotope measuring measuring they know how to do it and they've got a good data set most of the what do they call it now? Climate change modeling is is all based on a, a computer thing that doesn't even take that data into account. And the other thing is, it's isn't it typical? It's just like everything. Like what they say is, it's literally 180 degrees the opposite. Just, we know this with the money, okay? When it comes to carbon, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have in the atmosphere, and it, you know, it, plants live on it. it. It's just the way we're behaving. It's the the environmental behavior, or just Everything they're telling us to do is what they do. Everything like they're saying, what they're saying is don't do what we do. Really, you know, you've got to live differently. You know, it's like, no, we are living differently. You, the options you give us and the hamster wheel you put us on, you know, we just have to go compare and quickly choose an energy company and, and carry on, you know, and we might have to review that in three months because everything changes so fucking quickly in fiat. And, you know, so it's a psyop. It's a psyop since, like, definitely Bretton Woods, definitely since 1971, okay? And they're getting away with murder. And don't think that um, Keynes didn't know this could happen. This is how it, it will all work out. We'll all bubble and bulge, and it will just be, you know, different values every day. And John Maynard Keynes knew about all this, and, and it's been discussed in letters. You know, if you do that, well, this will happen. If you do that, you know, so... I mean, the whole concept of a debt-based economy is just so fucking broken. It's insane. And it, yeah. it's, all, it's all we've got, you know. One second, yeah. Oops. Okay. That in itself, you're right. A debt-based economy. Like, what, yeah, well, that's the, they're well aware of it. I mean, that's what they call it. I mean, look at Michael saying, if you, if you look at Michael talking, essentially, he's always talking about moving debt. And they all move debt. And what is it tethered to? You know, um, all, all these weird derivatives, you know, repackaged shit deals. You know, I don't know what happened in 2008 too tough, but I know all they've done is repackaged it and shifted the emphasis a bit. Um, apart from the thing McCormick did, where he, he showed you how BlackRock created the problem and, and then, you know, sucked up the answer by foreclosing. It's just like, it makes you want to tear your teeth out, you know? So Bitcoin being a weapon of peace, okay, more an instrument of peace, yeah. you know. So I don't want to be too PC, but weapons are on work, okay. It's always weapons. 
Okay, the fact that Bitcoin mm -hmm. could possibly fix the incentive to even need to have a wall. Okay, so these people, they've been around for a long time and, and they, they know about low time preference planning. Okay, and all we are is a load of economical units and we, we didn't get, even get a chance to opt in. We're stamped with numbers. It doesn't matter where we are on the planet. It just matters where our device is now. You know, how can you not buy a smartphone? You know, who the fuck's not going to use one of those? And we, you know, so being a Bitcoiner, you know all the ways to get around. You start learning how to live a parallel life. Um, and it's not too tough talking about it on YouTube, but there you go. Somebody's got to do this. Um, the whole thing of self-sovereignty is all embedded in Bitcoin. Um, I'll just say libertarian ideas and ideals. Okay. Um, like I said, when it comes to Homer's movie, I, I love that movie and um, what it's saying. Okay, but um, I just feel like if a guy in Venezuela made that movie with a guy from Zimbabwe or, or Nigeria, it would just kind of have a different story flow. The beginning bit would be similar and the hyperinflation would be the same. But the Disney ending, I don't know, bro. You know, um, but I'd love it to be that way. I, you know, I, I'd love, we have it in our power now a world of post-scarcity. You know, we've got deflational tech that's going to be doing more and more. It's not our choice. And we need to get our hands dirty on this shit so we can combat what they're all doing with it. And, you know, referencing the panopticon we live in, you know, the electronic panopticon, panopticon that we all subscribe to, because, but we do subscribe to it. But what are you going to do? You know, and there are ways, you know, there, there is shit you can do. Um, you don't have to FOMO and be like all these people. Yeah, I'm sitting here, you know, with my Ponzi iPhone and, you know, it, it's sitting on the cloud and all my work's sitting on the cloud somewhere and so on and so forth. Um, because I feel like it's too late for me. Okay. And I haven't got time to punch about. Okay, but what I have got time for is, is uh, you know, checking out these personal service and other things that, you know, I can tell you about, you still can't find them, you know, you don't know what's on them. I guarantee you the Bitcoin white paper's on, you know, and I guarantee you on my server are Bitcoin nodes and Lightning nodes. So there, it's this kind of, um, yes, uh, again, loss of thread. Um, it was a rant. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, the, 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 no, 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 it was the, you, you were getting onto the personal server thing, which is pretty interesting because I know you, Tomer and Lex, uh, talk, I, I mean, of course I've listened to your podcasts. I, I think it's great, uh, for the love of Bitcoin, I in, especially tuned into the one that you guys did about uh, education, separating education from state, because this is something I'm very passionate about. And I've been trying to teach people about, you know, having these options. Um, and then I had Lex on the show talking about um, Start9 Labs and the work that they're doing there. It's, it's setting people alight in so many different, I mean, he's, he's just so head over heels in love with this idea and like this project, and this has reignited his passion. I mean, he, he was a musician by trade, right? And now yeah. he's like fully down like the, the, the Start9 no, Labs. There's no doubt, he was always a Bitcoiner because I know that when, when he was a musician, he was thinking certain things and like, but, you know, you're better off if you're going to have a shit job being a band and, and then work it out from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something, something along those lines. You know? um, 
Yeah, uh, no, he's really passionate about it. Matt Hill, the CEO of Startline, uh, you know, um, is it Kevin Keegan, Proof of Keegs, uh, whatever. These guys, listen, these guys, as I said this to Matt Hill, as much as I know Bitcoin is going to eat gold, Start9 is going to eat Apple. Uh, sure, the way mm. I want it to be. Uh, and it's not impossible. Okay. Um, and it will be a weird kind of feast as well, because uh, it's not about competing with these wankers or eating this situation. A lot of it at the moment is more about setting an example and a parallel existence. You know, I know you live on a Bitcoin standard. I live on a Bitcoin standard. I survive in the fiat world, you know, and um, it's not about the money. Okay. The only time it's about the money is when there's a transaction. Um, and Bitcoin transactions are way more exciting than fiat transactions, just happens to be like that. But it's not about that. You know, if you live on a Bitcoin standard, okay, um, you're visualizing with all the other Bitcoiners, uh, uh, you're visualizing better. You know, you're, you're visualizing something you want it to be fair. There's plenty of people that are going to grab Bitcoin that are badass people that don't give a fuck. Okay. But at the moment, I'd say, you know, 98.9% .9 of the Bitcoin community are genuine. And I, I don't mean crypto, I mean Bitcoin community. And, uh, it, it, you know, that, that's a, a phenomenon on its own. I and mean, this is something that's kind of perked up since 2014, you know, and you've got this whole Twitter thing and all, all the things we do um, and, and doing these pods and what have you. And I think it's important. Um, the way one wanted to get the message across at first, like Roger Veer, you know, buy coffee with Bitcoin or what have you. Me, I'm trying to say, you know, if you have the key to the universe, would you share it? You know, well, this kind of key, yeah. My private key, no, but this kind of key, yeah, you know. Um, so, and this is totally financial advice. My, my thing is, uh, you know, if you're shy about spending money or you're uh, suspicious about an investment or scam, then just find out about Bitcoin. Um, I, I think the entry fee, buy 200 quid's worth and have a wallet and get it off Coinbase and get it to a wallet. So you could, that could be your first lesson, you know, buy some and then just do a transaction with another Bitcoin, you know, live a little, <laughs> spend a hundred dollars, spend a thousand, you know, um, you know, uh, I've got it here. It's like, I know I've got it written down something like, how would you go about uh, moving $22 million in fiat? It's simple, isn't it? You convert it into Bitcoin or stable. You know, it, it's like, um, put it this way. If you wanted to move $22 worth of value, and it's not fiat, okay? So obviously it's sitting in your, your Bitcoin wallet. It was pretty simple, isn't it? You know, um, so, you, you know, money's the new, money's the new thing at the moment. You know, it, why is it vulgar to talk about money? People don't talk about it, you know? Um, and, and there's there's so much social friction. It's almost like talking about sex, you know, and when somebody says something, there's a little bit too much information, you know, or it's like, yeah, I, I don't need to know about your investment or, or your this or your that. And But people don't talk about it anyway because they protect themselves. You know, um, Bitcoiners are talking about money all the time, you know, and what it is, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it is and how it is and what it was and, and why. You know this whole it's a very it's a very british thing right it's a very prudish thing to to talk about money uh, i i guess we were always brought up to believe that you know 
never talk about money in the sense of how much you have, never be showy or anything like that. Um, whereas that, that kind of seeped into never talk about money, like never even like discuss or ask the question, where does it come from? What, you know, like Robert Breedlove said, what is money? Like, it's like, it's such a basic question. What is it? Like, where did it come from? Why do we use it? Why is it important? That was never, ever discussed and never, never spoken about. But here we are every day going down the different rabbit holes and look where it's bringing us. It's bringing these conversations together from so many different threads. It's amazing. And it's so intellectually stimulating. It's addictive. And I can't imagine, I mean, I've been the crazy Bitcoiner guy down the pub like yourself. And that's why I had to start this bloody podcast, right? So I could reach out and find yeah. people like, uh, talking, like you. Better talking to a wall than talking to a guy in a pub that wants to die because you're telling right. him about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But also, but he also like secretly wants to die because he's living on the Fiat, fiat hamster wheel. Yeah. So you know? have fun staying poor thing. You know, it, it's like, right. it's like saying, oh, you know, you want to be a dickhead, be a dickhead. Then, you know, look, there's a fucking fix here. Okay. It's not instant. That's another thing. We're also spoiled. I mean, we're also soft and we want easy and this and I, you know, go to our local authority. You know, my local authority is fucking me. And, and it, it's, um, you know, so this stuff gets to me a bit, you know, um, and, and the thing is, if you're born into it, you don't know anything, do you? You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I thought money was like invented by God, blessed by the Queen and printed by the Royal Mint, you know, and. And you had the strongest currency in the world, right? Another thing that we get told as, as you know, British people. Yeah. 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 I, actually dad it tanked in 1912 you know but like uh i didn't even know that you know i i didn't know so many things that, and like the thing is um i know it's hard but this shit's so worth knowing and it's so you can utilize it i mean you know and and then thanks to the bitcoin protocol it just doesn't make sense to do asinine things you know you think oh i can, I can actually do that and you know, you just think because you know, uh, and I, I love I love the risk factor, which is getting. I mean, in a sense, if you're a Bitcoin, you know there's no risk. In a way, you know why, you know why jump on the Ethereum casino, you know, or any of those DeFi scams um, or products when you can just buy Bitcoin, because it just does it. You don't need to like lock it up and get more on it. You don't need to. I mean, I guess you can, but my thing is just get the Bitcoin. That's it. That's all you need. You don't have to do any trading, this, that. But what I love about um, the whole crypto scene is it makes you aware of trading. It makes you aware of the foreign exchange, the Forex markets, uh, the mercantile exchange, um, you know, stocks. But this seems to be a thing of this time anyway. You, you know, they actually talk about things like Robin Hood and, oh, there's a new one out and, and Cash App and what have you. These are all new products and they, they, they're definitely emergent because of, uh, because of crypto and Bitcoin. Okay. And, uh, and I've run out of things to say for a second. <laughs> I'm sure we could uh, put on many different threads, mate. Uh, yeah. One thing I wanted to ch I ask with you was, um, you know, how many people your kind of age group are you being able to reach or have reached out to you and are asking you questions about it? Because uh, there's a few 
boomer guys out there that um you know i've managed to have on the show as well and uh, you know we've we have uh, stayed in touch and they find themselves in a pretty lonely spot yeah well here's the thing you know um if you're trying to tell someone in their 50s or and their 60s i'm in my 60s now you know um in the 40s or 50s you know them you get on with them and they kind of get it but really they only care about cashing out okay and then when you look at the way they run their computer that like you're just a lamb to the slaughter you know and you've got this you know you get that kind of thing or you get oh mate i'm a luddite you know i just use my phone as a phone and for my email and then you realize they actually use it for everything they want you to use it for and uh what i'm saying is not much luck not much luck and mm. um or I get put in the, well, it's Keith department, you know, because, you know, <laughs> it's depending on wh where the mates have come from, you know, um, and I'm not in the I told you so um, club, you know, so um, I really wanted to help. And at one point, I just say, just fuck everyone, you know, I'm doing this wrong. I've got to find a different way of going about this. And yeah, but um, can you imagine, you know, you're, 59 or 60 or something and like you get hit with a thing that is like the best you know like you know that feeling when you're a kid and stupid and something's the best band you've ever seen it just means everything to you and well i mean bitcoin goes like billions deeper than that mm -hmm. you know but i i can't i couldn't believe that there was a thing that was new under the sun and, and that's the thing about bitcoin you know um I, you know, I'm tired of saying to people, it's not a scam, it's not this, it's not owned by one And the thing is, like, how the fuck can I understand it's not owned by one person? There's no single point of attack. Oh, it's secure with proof of work. What the fuck is that? You know, it's like, there's so much to learn. You have to want to learn it, okay? But it's such an incredible journey because you're not learning about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's there, it doesn't give a fuck. You're learning about you and what you're capable of doing and what you're capable of understanding or what you're capable of changing and you have to go through the personal uh, journey of saying okay that was then this is now some of the things i thought kind of make sense in this bitcoin world and you know uh, a little anecdote there was this teacher when i was about 11 or 12 and i can't remember what i was doing in this class and he went levine you know what your problem is you're antisocial right and that stuck with me for a long time and when i i went through the bitcoin rabbit hole door and, and was around being me now. Um, I'm like, no, I was a Bitcoiner. That's what he was picking up on. I was a fucking Bitcoiner. Because, you know, Bitcoiners, you know, the ones that are doing it, they're doing it for the love, but they've ended up with companies like Casa or Start9 or what have you, you know. They're not average people. You know, um, most of the people in, in the Bitcoin space are really well-educated, very stable, uh, grounded people and it's great they don't make you pay for it and then then you, you get safety and he's more more animated I, I, love, I love the points he made I love the things safety <laughs> aimers says you know um, I don't spend much time on Twitter but anytime I see him on Twitter it, I just love it you know uh, he's always saying something good um yeah I'm losing the thread again because uh, am I just sitting here saying oh you know Bitcoin's so great oh Bitcoin's so great <laughs> no 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 you you I wanted to it's interesting this point that you were bringing up about being at school and you now being able to realize you were a Bitcoiner at the age of 11 because this is something a lot of people Definitely. are talking about 
Like there, there's always a lot of relief in that revelation. Yeah. yeah. And, and like a lot of psychological baggage all of a sudden just gets lifted from you. It's like, no, there was nothing wrong with me. You know, um, and we carry a lot of this, especially from our school years, right? Because you're pigeonholed and boxed into a corner and, you know, you're, it's, it's just such a disastrous system for everybody uh, that to, to now have this and to be able to, like you said, it makes you learn about yourself. When did, when did you feel it was doing that to you? Do you remember that point? Is like uh, it makes you learn about yourself pretty quick. Wow, pretty quick. I, I realized that I, you know, I had the likes of Max Kaiser around. I was watching the Kaiser Report, and I was getting into Bitcoin. I was watching a, a few some dickheads on YouTube that were actually really funny and a lot of fun. Um, and uh, you know, so the one that really connected with me, and he is a boomer. He's a couple of years younger than me, Max is. Um, but uh, you know, he was saying. Yeah, no, Bitcoin hacks your brain. No, Bitcoin's an alien life. And I knew he was serious, you know, and he sees us as the aliens, really, you know, the people that get it. Um, but I was like, I know it does. I remember, like, I, you know, I found out about what have you, just endless journeys where I'd be sitting in the passenger seat, like, working out in my head what the blockchain was and how it works. Like, if you did this, and, you know, just, just think, well, I, I've seen Adam Back tweet, can't sleep thinking about Bitcoin because right. it becomes a lot more um, complex after a while. You know, you're not just this dickhead that, you, you know, you take these elements and you dynamically work them. So we're all individual little citadels or we're all in the, yeah, individual sovereigns like countries. Bitcoiners are that. Okay. Um, Bitcoin is about so much more than money. Now this, this idea of being individual citadels and having the, of course we have using bitcoin language there yeah but like this 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 idea of you know the classic meme of the beautiful castle and the, the, the walled city and, and whatever else but you know then you've got other guys that are talking about no the citadel is your mind absolutely i, I believe that's where it's going to have to be for now where it might be in 2140 is another thing all right but where we are now Okay, we're Bitcoiners, we're, we're kind of, so we can say a can-do thing, and we realize you, you just got to play it clean, okay? And it pays to play it clean, yeah? Uh, the beauty of transparency was one of the things I got off of my aha moment with Bitcoin. You know, this isn't about money. The transparency is essential, okay? And this is a blueprint for a wonderful world, yeah? Okay, but there's a lot of people in the world, and there's a lot of people... I mean, I think a big part of the problem will be solved as people die off. Mm. Okay. And, uh, you know, because in more suppressed countries, okay, um, they, there will be people that know about it and they're not letting on they know about it because they just, because they'd probably get killed if, you know, that I can't believe how insane the world still is that you can still get, you know, there's still some pretty severe shit that happens out there. Mm. You know, uh, apart from the players we all see that with their perpetual wars and, you know, mainly, you know, the US, it used to be if we can't rule the world, we'd blow it up. Right? Well, they've modified that. They can't afford to blow up the world. Uh, but not only that, uh, they've modified that because uh, that's just stupid. <laughs> yes. Um, all the stuff out there is bullshit and, it, and, and it, it's created and it's like, I remember what is money with Robert Breedlove, uh, the what is water thing. Yeah, you know, to 
yeah, the guy is walking under the water and he's going for a walk and he, he's looking for corals or something and he sees these two fish talking. He goes, oh, yeah, hi, how are you doing? Like, the water's pretty um, misty today. And they go, yeah, yeah. And then one fish says to the other, uh, what is water? And, like, the, the, the fraud that's been perpetuated across the world pretty much really since 1750, but especially, like, they perfected it at Bretton Woods. Um, and... They're just so irresponsible, you know, and, and the bigger they get, the bigger the bullshit runoff gets, hence the zombie companies, hence the bullshit jobs, hence, uh, well, this thing Breedlove's talking about with uh, Vervehi or whatever his name is, you know, a meaning crisis, yes. You know, so the reason I'm thinking about all this is because Bitcoin <laughs> plays into this, right? It can... It could fix it, you know, or it, it could play into a, a whole new um, perception we're getting of everything. Like, so we've perceived everything's wrong. We've always known everything's wrong. You know, oh, you've got to be a ducker and diver and this and that. It's too fucking moronic, man. You know, we're way, way, way better than that. I love a good confidence trickster. I love a good scammer. But, like, you know, it's not... It's not the best disposition to be. They're doing that because they don't know other things. They knew the first thing about Bitcoin. They, even if they did it like a scam, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this now. You know, and it, they, you know, they would change. Is there, um, here we go. You'll love this one. The second coming. It was Bitcoin. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure about the first coming. Okay. But just that, that is in our mythos. And, uh, you know, I like to think, uh, if you were waiting for anything and it was going to be about when it came out, the second coming, okay, well, it's that. Maybe it's the second coming of enlightenment. Maybe, I don't know, because I'm not a big fan of, um, uh, I've got respect for religion, but I'm not a big fan of the beady man in the sky version. You know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I've got conflict there, uh, but essentially I think it's bollocks and it's getting in our way and these traditions are getting in our way and, and we're coerced to um, practice these traditions. You know, there's a lot of violence in religion, one way or the other. And then, you know, if, if you're gonna scapegoat with it, you know, it was God's will, you know, oh, come on, mm. fuck's sake. Grown-ups have always got an answer, haven't they? You know how unfair we think grown-ups are when we're kids. Mm. And we just don't know, they're just big fucking kids and they can get their own way. And uh, yeah, you know, now, I don't know how young you are, but what, yeah, I think grown-ups are essentially the same, but they've definitely got better since the 60s in terms of being a bit younger and a bit more, a bit wiser. Um, and I, I think it's no mistake. Uh, I think it's a government-issue thing that there are just too many people out there that are essentially in a concrete prison on benefits. And, it, and that's happening by design. Um, I kind of had that revelation. I was homeless in LA in the 90s for a few years um, of my own doing. And I was lucky enough to um, always feel that I, I knew I wanted to get out of it. And I was amazed that I was actually really in it. But I remember the, the few days where I knew I was going to have a flight and I was going to get the fuck out of this whole situation that had been amazing, risky. Um, I just thought, I wasn't talking about my situation, I was talking about the whole situation. This didn't happen by accident. You know, this is, you know, um, a relay, a distant relay of something broken 
um, like in England, the way we've imported everything that was shit from America, you know, the way the kids are now, the way they deal, the way they hierarchy, you know, they're just promote, you know, like uh, the police becoming more like a gang. I guess they always were, but there was nothing like the American police to, you know, if you want to see a good gang at work, you know, the PD, police department. But uh, yeah, so I'm ranting a bit, but um, what was I saying? Um, none of this is happening by accident. Everything that's happening isn't happening by accident. And a lot of it's so hidden in plain sight. And this sounds so, oh, you know, conspiracy theory, dollar vigilante, blah, 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 whoever, David Icke. No, no, no. I can, you know, don't trust verify. And I can take you to the hard data. I can take you there. Um, so this is all about Bitcoin. It is all in plain Somehow. sight as well, though, mate. This is the this is the thing, right? This is how they they hide in plain sight, like the the whole WEF thing, right? The whole you know you'll you'll have nothing. Well, are they even hiding? No, it's, like, it's just completely out there. We're the nut jobs, and we are going to buy all the farmland. You guys are going to be eating bugs. And you're going to own nothing, and we're getting. There's going to be no international flight by 2030. All of this, it, they're telling us, is being completely telegraphed, and most of us are just like, not the Bitcoiners, obviously, but most people are like, oh yeah, all right, yeah, seems legit, whatever. They don't care because the thing. they've got to get the up for work to tomorrow. They've got to get up for work tomorrow, and they're back on the hamster wheel. It doesn't matter. Oh, that never come because they're not planning for the future. They can't even think of 2030 as even being a real time, you know. Whereas Bitcoin is like, what? Yeah. Hang the fuck on, 2030. Like that. That's three halvings. You know, that, this is yeah. this is nonsense. Yeah. We can't have that. Yeah. It's it's funny how Bitcoiners start thinking in block time as well. You know, what's the block height? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where are we in the halving cycle? All this kind of thing. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, these people, um, just reiter reiterate one of the last things you said. So I was talking about the WEF and how they're telegraphing absolutely everything that they uh, envisage the, the minions like ourselves are going to be doing and, and how most people are just And, like and we are going to be doing it. Right. So as a Bitcoiner, you look at the news and even some of the comedy programs and you think, well, I get it. That's funny, but stop talking about them because they're wankers. Stop talking about the government. You know, I don't care what he did. I know he's fucked her. I don't care. Okay. And I also don't have any respect for his position, whoever he might be. Okay. And, and it's like, uh, so they think, Oh, you know, we're mocking the weak here. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're telling all these jokes, right? Well, you know, it's the jokes on you, you know, um, and we see this as Bitcoiners. And, and the thing is, is, um, you know, I get too serious about things because life is life and the world's the world. But the thing is, is, uh, you know, inside, oh, God, I don't know how this person is going to discover this. But if they could discover it the way I've discovered it, but, but for themselves, that they would take it. Um, <laughs> well, who am I to think what I think is good is good for someone else? Okay, um, but it, it's uh, it's not like subscribing to um, a therapist. I, you, I, you know, I think Bitcoin's the best therapist you can know. Right. Because it, it doesn't let you get away with anything. Because, yeah, you can try and get away with it. It's like, well, that's what didn't work. That's what doesn't work. That's why, you know, that's why it works like this. Um, you know, so you can do that. Life becomes virtual and Bitcoin becomes real, you know, because the things you can't do in Bitcoin 
great. You think you can do it. Fuck me. You know, I've never, ever seen so much opportunity. It makes the dot-com boom just look like a, a startup that might get somewhere. And when you look at um, the other tech companies, why aren't they embracing it? I mean, they must get it. The, the devs at Facebook must get it. But instead, they go and do that kind of SDR type thing, that Libra thing where, you know, basket of currencies. And that was proposed a long time ago anyway. And they've got a digital version of that. Now they've changed it. I've forgotten. They're doing their metaverse thing. Um, yes, you heard it first. No, but you didn't. Um, it, it's just so horrible, everything they're doing, because I can see this um, virtual prison, <laughs> you know, literally VR prison. Okay. And, you, you know, your number is your Facebook account, or should I say your Metaverse account? Um, yeah, no, I, it was so wonderful when the tech thing started happening, when Apple II turned into Mac. There was a couple of things in between. I'm not sure. Yeah, there were. There were just a couple of, like, you know, what was it? Something like four megabytes. And it's just insane small computers and just how exciting it was. And it was just like going through, you know, like pop bands just beginning. I just caught that. I was a youngster for that. Okay, but I always wanted to be older because I really dug all these bands. And then I saw it again with, with the internet and I saw the whole thing destroyed as well. Everything you could do with the band and everything was like disrupted to fuck. Um, and now you're seeing it again. Okay, now you've got this kind of thing where you bounce into this Bitcoin thing, right? It's like, you're going to disrupt, disrupt properly, you know. Uh, so yeah, it never ends. It's never going to end. Mate, it's, it's, it's yeah. so I, yeah, it blows my mind every single time I sit down and start thinking about it. Uh, it's very humbling to be yeah. part of it. That This is one thing, one emotion I got from watching uh, Toma's video the other day uh, was that was that sense of like, it, it just kind of like washed over me. It's like, fuck, you know, how, how, have, how have some of us seen this? How are some of us like, uh, you know, fully involved in this and, and helping other people understand and, and educate and build and, um, you know, completely, totally embrace and feel that responsibility. And it was very humbling to all of a sudden it's like, man, and, and I saw as well a lot of people on Twitter, like being, you know, emotionally moved by it. And it's just such a, I, I can't imagine many people sitting around thinking that deeply about the internet, like you're saying, yeah, they'd have all that whiz bang ideas and oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. But I don't think that that psychological depth of thought would have come with it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. This feels different. Uh, all that I saw happen with the dot-com world um, was a kind of digitization of everything that was fucked <laughs> in physical life is now fucked online, you know, to the extreme of Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, which I use, you know, um, evil cult being facebook okay mm -hmm. instagram whatsapp all the same thing google being so ubiquitous and so fucking powerful um you know there's stuff going on with behavioral data um, monitoring uh, you, you know this whole economy of, of data 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your KYC is. It just matters what you do. You know, um, behavioral analysis. Uh, what do they call it? Um, surplus surplus behavioral data that they don't know how they know. So they'll just get everything they can. And uh, we are lambs to the slaughter. I see the adverts on TV, you know, oh, oh ring.com, you know, and it's this thing and it's hooked up to the outside of your house. And it's like you're giving everyone access to the inside and the outside of your house. Now, I know that, that's how I think, but I'm sure the average guy just think, oh, I'll get one of them. And so I can see when the missus is, oh, you know, I can, I don't know. Um, I might want to turn a washing machine on, you know. It's so stupid, right? All, the, all these Completely. things, the, these new products. Um, a lot of stuff we don't need. The whole, here we go. We, we could just go on a fiat tear, okay? Go on. Um, a fiat philosophy, okay? Um, what else did we have? But, you know, if I was born after 1944, mm -hmm. okay? which I was, I was born in 1957, okay, I was born into this world that was coming off uh, the Gilded Age with all these broke landed people, you know, with their giant houses that were only lived in two rooms and all these posh people that were, were just bankrupt. Um, and I don't even know if they worked it out that the reason you're bankrupt is because of the war we just had and the one before we, we had, I mean, they, they were the same war, you know, and that's what turned our currency into fiat, okay? But I guess what I'm saying is, um, oh, well, we, we, we just march on and we just create the consumer society and we just make more shit and more shit and more bullshit jobs and the money less valuable and give you no story or idea of anything and we break up communities and, oh, wow, the internet's come along. Oh, we don't understand it. Oh, now we do understand it. And what do they do? They go and do the same thing. So for me... Um, the only way is the best internet I know is um, the Bitcoin protocol and, and the layers that are coming on top of it. And I, I think um, the whole world will, will run, uh, the, the whole virtual world could do well to, um, you know, have the seven layers encrypted and so we can just do what we want and just stop having to deal with this nonsense. And, you know, um, like I said, it's too late for the likes. Everyone checked into Facebook and dropped their lives at the door, you know, mm -hmm. and they were all lambs to the slaughter, you know. Um, yeah, so I think it's pretty shabby, pretty fucking disgusting, you know. So there's a, there's a few kind of um, inspirational startups around. Uh, I mean, tell me anything on the stock market that is, is giving you the true indication of what it does. Nothing, you know, nothing, nothing for you years. Know. So in that typical, we find out how, how this shit works and then, it, and then it, it's, a, it's a bigger crapshoot. We know what we're doing and we know this doesn't make sense. So we're better off using a random point generator to like make a trade or something or invest in something. I mean, the, 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 Dow, Jones, the Dow Jones was on uh, fresh highs on Friday, right? I mean, it just um, broke all new records. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. I, I remember I tweeted this out. I, I, I took a snapshot of the, um, the front page of Yahoo Finance, like the, the four headlines, everything, complete and utter nonsense. Oh, and here we go again. I've just logged in. <laughs> Dow closes above 36,000 for the first time. And people think they're getting rich, mate. And this is the, this is the, <laughs> this is when hyperinflation that's when you can spot it right when people think they're getting rich on their houses the price of their property on the price of their stocks and uh, you know it's like it's not like wages are going up 
That that's retarded. But but even if they were, they wouldn't be able to keep pace with the dilution mm-hmm. of currency. You know, with just the the coin clipping, let alone the stealth taxes and the value added tax and the petrol tax and the cigarette tax and the uh, alcohol tax and all the rent seeking and all the companies that go with that and all the offices that are open to like tick those boxes to get the forms in that no one's going to read anyway. And they're the kings that made work. They're the kings that made virtual bullshit. That when I say virtual, it's happening physically, but it's bullshit. And uh, hence you've got your zombie companies. Um, if you want uh, a wider description of that in 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 the markets, uh, go see Max Kaiser. If you want to, you know, talk about predatory capitalism. Well, I'm not going to talk. I just say Max. Fucking tell him. You know. Um, I learned a lot from him and Stacey just talking about the markets and learning the acronyms and, and, and just the vernacular of being interested in, in the market, you know. Um, and for once, it wasn't blazing me. I found it just insanely interesting. And, and of course, about once every 10 shows, they go mad about Bitcoin. I mean, they're totally pivot. They were always totally Bitcoin, but they knew enough to know you just got to, you know, little portions. Uh, but now it's not insane to talk about Bitcoin. You don't have to prove it to anyone. You know, it's what, 13 years and look at Fiat's an experiment and Bitcoin's an experiment. I know the experiment I, 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 I'm behind, you know. I, I want to ask but, you something you, you brought up earlier uh, about transparency. Okay. Um, yeah. The obviously like you, you, you hung on that that seems to be one thing that you've hung on to, like the the trustlessness and the uh, the transparency of Bitcoin. Uh, is that important to you because of, you know, the, the career that you were in before? I can imagine that was all pretty murky. No. Like I can't imagine that was a very it transparent. Is, it is murky. Uh, that, that, yeah, uh, let's call it that show business. Or yeah, I can't think of another word. That that show business aspect of it is pretty murky and quirky. And and, um, and I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but like you, you were in a you were in a couple of big bands, right? And as soon as you <laughs> yeah. make a little bit of kind of fame or something that people are interested in, the the pariahs come out of nowhere. I'm ass, I'm I'm assuming that you had financiers come out and want to help you and sweet talk you or uh managers or agents um that must have yeah, been a i pretty... don't think I, I was ever that big right uh, I, we were big you know for punks that went from nothing to like working in like 100 percent professional studios and being on record labels and getting gigs and could get more um invariably when i, I wasn't doing this to be awkward uh, i was doing it, it because it wasn't what I was doing and it wasn't hurting. It, like when I left the clash, it didn't hurt them. It actually made it easier for them to be them and not have me around being a pain in the ass. And I wouldn't have had to have been in that band and just been really miserable. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the seventies rockers and the nineties, uh, I, I think they invited it. They want all these uh, business people and rent seekers mm. and, it's it's got nothing to do with creativity you know i mean the music's an algorithm isn't it now and and it's like uh we're not really talking about music um we're we're just talking about how everyone goes for the cheap shot yep okay and it's the same with banking you know they're like if what what we got 99 percent fractional reserve yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. across the board 99 percent. that's just a bunch of bollocks right and like uh (laughs) Maybe one in four people I've tried to turn on to Bitcoin at least got that. 
and and they're like, well, what do you do about it? What do you do? It's like you find out more. You find out, you know, when that happened before. You find out if if you're in a unique situation or if this is just the way it is. Because we know if you cycle back all the way to the Roman Empire or even further. Okay, this is happened before. You know, our empire is collapsing right now. And that's why we're seeing these extreme programs, whether it's Love Island, uh, it's all bread and circus, you know. Uh, oh, God. Just all this stupid uh, big brother, everything's a competition, the extremes of food, the extremes of stupid hairdos, extremes of protection, uh, extremes of hedonism. Um, Tattoos, piercings, like anything. Just, just the whole FOMO of not being, you know, where's, where's your tattoo? You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, oh, you know, um, I mean, Breed Love's got a, a Bitcoin thing here. It's got upset. You know, it's like it's there, but it's not there. You know, but yeah. And like the thing is, is I sent a thing before I did uh, what Bitcoin did. Uh, I sent the thing to Peter saying it was a mug that said underneath your tattoo is just still a mainstream cunt. You know, um, but no, he's not. He's lovely. You know, if you want to talk about transparency, the the thing, the feeling I got, and the way Peter McCormick did McCormack did um, what Bitcoin did the way he published the thing every month and showed it. And I know he got that from his aha moment with the Bitcoin thing, you know, just making the balance sheet available to everyone. Right? And it was a kind of Bitcoin thing. And all I can say is it's obviously a good thing. The drag about transparency at the moment is it's become a kind of um, buzzword. Um, you know, people are going to use it to sound like they're doing the right thing when they don't even understand what it is. It'll be the uh, next thing that the shitcoiners use, right? That'll be the, you know, the, the transparent DeFi, decentralized, all this kind of bullshit that they're going to... Well, that's the thing, isn't it, with shitcoiners? You say, well, you know, okay, transparent, decentralized, look at the code, look at where it is. There's 12 people. How decentralized is that? Mm -hmm. 12 master nodes, you know? Fuck off. Like, uh, so, yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I believe Safety would say... Uh, um, he was saying monarchy is better than uh, what we call democracy mm -hmm. uh, or this communism uh, as it really is. Um, and I get his point. And I think the point he's making when he says uh, monarchies are better is because they have to have lower time preference and they have to think about where they're going to be in 30 years and possibly 300. So, um, yeah, a, a king doesn't want to piss people off and tax them wrong. He wants to tax them right. So, you know, um, there's loads you can talk about. I mean, we're talking about all this shit because of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And everything leads back to Bitcoin. It's truly amazing. So when did you have your aha moment with Bitcoin? Very good question, because I was in it for number go up uh, for many, many years. Everybody, everybody was. Yep. For, for That's many years. what Satoshi worked out people will get lured in because the number go up and it wasn't until uh probably when i started reading the material that was coming out you know we, we had this influx of material like late 18 early 19 you know when safe's book come out and uh andy edstrom's book and canute's books and i just couldn't stop picking them up uh, and the articles um parker's articles um and just couldn't stop reading um until uh, yeah, I think the Bitcoin standard played a huge part in tying all of these pieces of the puzzle together. And then it was all off the races from there. Uh, everything now clicks. It's amazing. Have you read the Bitcoin standard more than once? Yeah. 
Yeah, and for those it's, listening, it's yeah, for those listening that it's haven't, a... go back and pick it up again because now you're yeah. uh, you might you might be a year after you've read it. Uh, I, exactly. I know Canute. Canute is going back to reread Human Action. I mean, that's fucking good on you, brother. I've got it up here too. <laughs> Okay, it, I haven't cracked the seal on it. I was just, just saying, well, that's the thing. Like, I was always into stuff, right? But, but I know exactly. I mean, I always knew what I didn't want. Okay, I knew how I didn't want to sound or what I didn't want to be or who I didn't want to be or who I didn't want to deal with. Okay, um, leading it open, hopefully, for anything. Since Bitcoin rabbit hole, a hard time, I just seem to know what I want and I'm busier than ever I've, you know just like satiable thirst for knowledge that I, I kind of feel like you should know this you know but it's still really great trip just finding all this stuff out so i never thought i'd be sitting around with marcus aurelius <laughs> books right mm -hmm. or the sovereign individual is another one you kind of have to read it at least twice i tell you a great one debt the first five thousand years david graber I've not read that one. Hang on, I'm writing this down. Debt. Dude, get the audiobook. Okay. <laughs> it's a biggie. It, it's bigger than Creature from Jekyll Island. Debt the first which thousand, you are five, five thousand years, yeah. Debt the first five thousand years. David Graeber, he died okay. last year. Is that my age? All right. Um he's amazing. He's fucking great. Um yeah, I'd recommend him to the end. And I, I haven't read it, but I've got Brazil is a new American hardback here. Um, so what made me feel better was reading, I can't remember what it was in, if it was in Skin in the Game or Anti-Fragile, but um, Taleb, who I still like, um, just saying, it doesn't matter if you've got unread books in your library. You, you know, it's cool to have unread books in your library, you know, as long as they're in your library. Yeah. And it's amazing what you read again. Like, I, I can have like three unread books. And I'm not procrastinating. I've seen this other book. Now's the time. Bang. And reading that again. So um, all this came from Bitcoin. Um, yeah. No, I, I could really go on about it. Um, Please do. This is what we're here to do. I, I remember David Bowie doing an interview with somebody and they were asking about the internet and they weren't. Bitcoin was around, but it wasn't, you know, it was real cypherpunk 2009 time, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he was talking about how amazing the internet is. I think it's earlier than, than 2009 even. And he was saying, no, 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 no. It's, it's like an alien life form. <laughs> and they thought it was really weird. No, it's Bowie. It wasn't weirdy, weirdy Bowie. This was like, we all respect Bowie now, Bowie, but still looking wonderful. And I don't know what he was talking on. And... Uh, you know, the way he put it was actually somebody dropped it on Twitter, but months ago, um, it was really eloquent and, and really beautiful. And I was just thinking, oh, God, he would have loved Bitcoin so much. Um, same thing, Malcolm X, John Lennon. Imagine if they had Bitcoin. I mean, the whole thing, give peace a chance, right? It's like, you know, where they, when they were doing that and the power they had and, you know, John's absence kind of polarizes the fact that they may have been making a dent. Um, if they had Bitcoin, they could have just gone on with it, you know. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favorite T-shirts is like Bitcoin dot, 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 imagine. And, and it's really a tribute to John, but it's a tribute to Bitcoin, you know. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, talk to me a bit. I, 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 yeah. I, I need... No, it's, uh, you, you've got me thinking there about um, these characters 
uh, that we, you know, that they're gone now and we just assume that they would have got Bitcoin immediately. And then you look at the people around us right now that should just get Bitcoin immediately, but just don't. And where is the disconnect? And oh, the disconnect is simple. The disconnect is simple. You know, you talk to someone in Venezuela about Bitcoin in 2014. It, it's not why. It's like where, how? Show me a wallet. I want some. Okay. You don't have to say, oh, do 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 hyperinflation, this, that, the government, all cunts, you know. It's just simple. Yeah. It's like, hey, I know what the fucking problem is. Does this shit really work? You know, and that's what's so amazing about it. It really, you know, it does what it says in the packet, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, but that, but that's just that's just the entry door. Okay, all the things it's going to be doing that we haven't even thought of or imagined. Okay, so when you look at Thomas' film, right, say say ten percent of that pans out over the next ten years. You see, he's talking about this shit now. But what's it going to be like in 10 years? You know, now obviously we cannot imagine that point of view. We could extrapolate, but we, it, it would still be speculation. Uh, and that's why or where I'm really bullish about Bitcoin. It will be about money, but it's not about money. It's about options. And it's about shit you couldn't have thought of before. It, you know, you have to do a few things you couldn't have thought of to get to the next thought you would never have thought of and so on, yeah? And it opens that door, you know, so it, you, you can get very cosmic about Bitcoin um, very, very easily. You could get almost religious and it's good to make a point that you're not being religious. It's just that the reason it could seem religious is because it has that gravitas. It's that fucking important. If you will, it's a religion that works. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it completely rewires your brain, right? This is what people, what noobs won't understand. And for, for those... Does it just open people, gates or does it make you actually... Both probably. Who knows? It's like, yeah. you know, you said earlier about you you might watch a news report or something. And if you watch it and you know that whatever you whatever they say they've got, you just reverse it 180 and you found the truth. Like if that's the formula to like, yeah, wow, that that's so easy, right? But like, you know, in your brain... Now you've got all of these, you know, neurological paths that you just need to completely rewire because everything, everything you look at, everything you touch, every relationship you've ever had has been predicated since the day you were born on a fiat standard. It, yes. <laughs> so, yes, like how much of that, it's that important how much of that was real and how much of that had just been completely manufactured and moved along by the um the the skullduggery and fuckery of of the money and how does you that want to change? Say, yeah how can that change well we know how it can change uh, by just stopping doing it uh, okay and i'm sure we all wanted to stop doing it but it wasn't possible because the house always wins and the game's rigged. Mm -hmm. The game's so rigged in fiat. Okay, now we always knew that. We always knew our oh, money and it's not fair and it was kind of weird and you couldn't talk about it. You had to talk about it in backhanded ways and, you know, cash is king and all this bollocks. And, you know, I mean, since I've been into Bitcoin, when I actually do a transaction in cash, 
I can't believe it works, you know, it's kind of weird. And I, my whole relationship uh, with uh, currency, you know, fiat, uh, actual notes is just, I, it's just so different. I've got one here. I, I found it by mistake, you know, and I never said in light to these kind of things when, when I was in pill, when I, I'd be in Belgium or something, but I'd be suffering from culture shock and, um, oh, I don't know, just trying to cause trouble, really. Uh, so I intuitively knew that this was really fucked now. But we're talking about the money. We're just talking about fiat currency. But really, you said we're born in a fiat standard. And I think really what you mean is we're born in a kind of fiat polluted environmental fucking crisis. Okay. And that's the thing. It's so ubiquitous we don't see it. And when we do start seeing it, we still don't see it because you must have had that where you start unraveling layers because you're a Bitcoiner. And then suddenly you have another aha moment about yourself or, oh, you, you know, you, you've been, I, I wish I could pull an example up. Um, well, it could be anything linked to uh, okay, food well, Bitcoin, or health or, you know. Or arbitrage in fiat currency using right. the banking system the, the, way, the way they do it. Right. For yourself. You know, so be your own bank isn't only about having a Bitcoin wallet. You know, it's about knowing how to run the whole thing. And, you know, it's like if you're saying to someone, you know, forensics are really interesting and you start talking about uh, DNA essay, essays and all sorts of techniques for like getting things out of people's brains and stuff. It's like it might be, I know it's good and I know the people that do it are really good, but I'm not fucking interested, mate, right? But when you're going, like, look, Bitcoin is quite complicated. And it's a learning curve, okay? But the reason it affects everything you do is because money is one half of every transaction you make. And essentially that, that connects to your thoughts. You know, we do transactions with ourselves. You know, you start getting into the what is money? Ooh, you know, what is money? Well, it depends what you might want it to be. Bitcoin teaches you to uh, um, the value proposition of a situation. You know, how me and you could go on a venture that we both we can both see the same thing and we're much more likely to say you know we don't have to put money into this or anything we don't have to create a balance sheet here and until we have to and even then we're going to leverage the value so differently because we're bitcoiners because we'll look at the value prop and we'll look at what's happening and we'll be transparent okay um and there won't be that Fiat anxiety. Fiat causes so much anxiety. Uh, fiat causes bargain debasement. You know, um, it, it, and it, it, it like we all know this, but we go over it. It doesn't hurt. That's in case someone's listening. You know, it really does keep you on a hamster wheel. The, the anxiety and is you, real, man. It's like everybody feels it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of problems you have. Let's say as you're doing your rite of passage from a 14 year old to somebody over 20, okay, money's going to be involved in that a lot. And that's where you're going to, it's like we've all got Stockholm syndrome, okay, to the Fiat Ponzi, Planet Ponzi, another great book by Mitch Feierstein, Planet Ponzi. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Have you read it? Planet Ponzi, Mitch Feierstein. Um, another one that, um, it's worth drawing your attention to would be Collusion um, by Naomi Prince. Okay. And, and while we're doing this, uh, just in case you, you haven't already read it, Web of Debt by the, the, the wonderful Ellen Brown. 
wonderful you, American lady in her seventies. No, but if you read Web of Debt, man, okay, and, and you, you get the whole Wizard of Oz um, parallel, okay, and it just spells it out. But it also spells out how money works. I mean, it's why so you're reading it, right? And you're like, oh wait, wait, wait. You're like, fuck it now. You know, you put the book down, and you're like. You know, it's like reading, uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, have you read Dishonest Money? No. Okay, it, it's an abridged version of The Creature from Jekyll Island. Right. Um, it's got similar information to Web of Debt. Uh, uh, sorry, not Web of Debt. Um, well, that too, but um, The Price of Tomorrow um, being a, about everything's bailed out by us, by the taxpayer. Every, you know, the, the, the guarantee they've got is the machine. We're the machine. You know, we're, we're the economic units with our social security numbers or national insurance numbers and you know they're getting really good at knowing where we are um when, can i just you ask know, you like when when you look back at some of the music that was coming around in like the late 70s and like pink floyd for example like welcome yeah. to the machine another brick in the wall yeah. i mean yeah they knew i've done about that right yeah. They knew, uh, yeah. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon had a lot of really, you know, it might be hippie lyrics, but it pointed towards the same thing, you know, um, wasting time and kind of what the fuck's going on. Or, or you've got the kind of Brazil, like, welcome to the machine. Yeah, we all know that. You've got Rage Against the Machine, the actual dudes, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing fucking changes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so finally, okay, this humble offering by this brilliant group of people spearheaded by satoshi nakamoto when i thought when when i was going through well i'm still going through it but when i was originally going through my thinking about bitcoin all the time just like what has happened to my what what is going on yeah i when i realized he walked away he always intended to walk away it wasn't because of uh, wikileaks and the nsa it was because he always intended to walk away because He'd be the single point of failure. Yeah. So he, he he knew that was going to happen. Had to know, and then to realize that, fucking hell, you know, how amazing it must be to like do this thing, put this experiment out, and it's kind of working. And it's like, fuck, you know, I've nurtured it. Now I've got to let it go. I wonder how amazed he he is. I wonder if he's still alive, you know. Um, and and the rest of the group is he just lurking know, on um, Twitter? Do you think? No, I don't think he wastes his time on social media anymore. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine where he's at. He's probably gardening. You know, I believe Satoshi's really into gardening. He's really into philosophy. It, it, you know, I mean, I don't know this. I haven't verified this, but um, I, I once heard like Einstein wasn't too good at factoring and maths, but he was good with the ideas and got other people to write it up and work it out. I don't know, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but I heard a similar thing with Satoshi that he wasn't the most elegant coder but it didn't matter because he had his group, you know, uh, but he had the wisdom, the ideas. Uh, it has to be Satoshi. There has to be a dude. There has to be one dude that had the heart to make this happen and had the Zen, you know, the lack of ego to just walk away. He's got a wicked wallet, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. as far as we know. But, I mean, to really get my head around that, I, it really humbled me and it taught me a lot. I don't know what it taught me. That's another thing. When I turn to people on the crypto, I'd say, look, don't worry. I know it's loads of shit you've never heard of before, but your brain's always working it out in the background. So suddenly you'll wake up on Thursday and 
you'll you'll be on a mission yeah and it will be new and it will be great right um a great a great but, you know a, nobody got it <laughs> a great example of that is i'm sure you've you must have felt this before you might have listened to like uh, a rabbit hole recap back in 2017 or something and only next week will you repeat something from that episode you know it it's in there somewhere and it comes out absolutely once for whatever reason it's prompted and you you can pull on that knowledge and it's bam it's straight there and you cannot believe the words that are coming out of your mouth sometimes I love it when that happens or, or when you've been going through a bit and you think, oh, I'm going through a bit of a dry period here. Am I losing the love or what's going on here? And then suddenly you're having the conversation that you're like listening to yourself. You're like, Who's talking here? So, but yeah, I guess that's great proof that, yeah, your brain keeps clicking. And I mean, you can't stop thinking about it on, on a conscious level. But, you know, I, so I was saying, don't worry, you can rely on it. You know, your brain will work it out. Yeah. Anyway, you know, these are the people that like texted me twice and then kind of started avoiding me. You know, <laughs> I've had a few. I've had one or two great converts, not so much convert, but just turning them onto it and let them, you know, I'm not converting them. Am I? Mate, I don't like the sound of that. We, we stopped trusting our brains so long ago because of the way that we were taught to use them right you know it's just you know you need to get this grade to get this job and to get this grade you've got to remember these dates and you've got to remember how to you know yeah, the, the exact answer to this question so that was it you you were forced into using memory rather than actually using the creative side of your brain and if you failed at those exams then you just felt as though you were a bit of a failure and that you know your brain closes down and that's it. You move on with life. You get on hamster wheel. Bitcoin unlocks all of that again. And it, it helps your brain work the way it should do. It allows you to try it out again. Yeah. And yeah, you know what I mean? It allows you to try out kind of thoughts that you just thought were taboo or something. Well, um, how many books have you read in the last few years? Like you, you've just listed like seven on this podcast. I mean, it, more than that um and um uh, only because i you know i don't, I don't know what the fuck i'm doing I've, you know i've obviously read Gigi's book you know and i've read newt, newt swahan's book and i've read uh, jimmy song's little bitcoin book and uh, i i actually i have thanked god for bitcoin but i haven't cracked it i haven't looked at it i've read layered money uh, there's one you want to read twice and then go back to it about every seven months and just do a few chapters. Now he's a very, very uh, impressive Nick Bhatia. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize what a big week he was in, in money. Um, and he's such a Bitcoiner that he's just cool and he's just telling you the shit, and, you know? So, you know, the thing I don't trust, verify, uh, all signal, no noise, these are all things that Bitcoiners, low time preference, high time preference. It's a very difficult thing to balance because we're still living in that fiat world. We're imagining, we're making, we're carving this world. I, I, I always get this wrong. I don't know if it was Dan Held or Nick Parker wrote a thing last <laughs> Halloween. And it was about the cathedrals of Bitcoin and what we're doing now. We know that in like three generations, others will be wandering around in this thing that we built. You know, and right now we're just building the bricks of this thing that we kind of think we know what it looks like. We're imagining the citadels, we're imagining something, but really I'm talking virtually, you know, because we're just what you can do with Bitcoin is 
it's about dematerialization. It happens on a, uh, a virtual level. Um, I also see it as um, the ever expanding nebula of truth that is being released. And I just see it as this gas and it doesn't matter whether I tell people or not, it's just gonna, it's just gonna infiltrate and it's still optional. So, you, you know, um, there's plenty of stuff we can't think of that's gonna happen because of it. Loads of stuff. Because of, yeah, because Bitcoin exists. And uh, one thing I was playing with the other day, I'm sure everyone's done this, um, but I was, I was playing with numbers. I can find it quickly. Yeah, so I, I just thought what I've been saying to people to try and lure them in is the way people looked at Bitcoin in 2009, 10, 11, okay, where you could just snap them up and you could drop a third of a Bitcoin a night on Satoshi Dice and it didn't matter, and you, you fools, okay? But when you multiply 21 million by 100 million, man, you get two quadrillion, 100 trillion, yeah? Um, again, with the 21. Um, but that's a lot, right? Now, if a Satoshi um, is one cent and you've got a million dollar Bitcoin, okay? I hate talking price, but I'm more talking potential. Um, you know, so one sat is one cent, that's a million dollars, yeah? Okay, um, Bitcoin. So what happens when in this what a massive number two quadrillion you can say 21 million well that's not very many is it you know because people don't realize it's broken down into 100 million units you know um yeah it's really weird and funny trying to turn people onto bitcoin and, and then you realize how much you have to voluntarily suck in like you were talking about listening to tales from the crypt marty bent matt odell shout out and um it's true, you know, you listen to it one night and you think, why am I listening to it? I don't fucking understand any of this, you know, what's a fucking UTXO, you know, what's a, high, what's a, a hash lock, you know, transaction, all this stuff that they sort of talk about it first or all the stuff with the coin joining, which is great, you know, I love Matt, Matt Odell for that. I love Marty for his uh, just pure spirit and like he just did it and like it was like just hanging out with them, you know, so I knew like these videos, I don't know, they were showing up. And I liked it when you couldn't see them, right? I could imagine, I was more in the room with them, not being able to see them. And uh, even listening to one a game, which, imagine that, yeah. But yeah, um, I have to say, I haven't listened to Tales from the Crypto bit, um, Rabbit Hole recap for ages, but you know why? I simply haven't had time, you know. Um, but yeah, those guys are wonderful. And, and every, everyone's, like uh, Breedlove says, everyone ends up on Bitcoin's payroll. Right. And, you know, and if you're looking at Peter McCormack and what Bitcoin did and uh, Robert Breedlove with what, what is money and these characters that are on this scene, Crescent Peach and um, Jeff Booth, um, <coughs> Safe Dean, Adam, all of them, you know, I mean, you know, there's no point mentioning every cool Bitcoin, you know, Nick Parker, Dan Held, whoever, you know, um, it's such an amazing scene. It's very, very, I, I just feel like honored and very, very lucky to have just walked through this stupid rabbit hole door, you know, and said, I'm having it, I'm going, you know. Um, yeah, so really fantastic community. And, um, you know, it's the one place where you can sit, you can be in the Bitcoin space your bitcoin space and you've just got this like in wonderment back 
all the things that you were when you were a kid, okay, are possible again. It's not because it's money. It, it, um, it, I guess it unlocked the bullshit machine. It, it gave us the eyes to see through everything. Okay, and, and when that happens, then you see other things and then you start, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's dynamic. You start interacting with it and, you know, the books come out, look at the Bitcoin rabbi, fucking great. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, the Bitcoin rabbi. Yeah. Yeah. You, you spoke to him, didn't you? No, not yet, not yet. But uh, love oh, you have, to, you have to speak to, is it Michael Kiris? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Bitcoin rabbi, he, he's, he's great. He, he's, uh, yeah. I think that would be that would be good. Um, how are we doing? Uh, do, do you think we're done? We yeah. For now we, we are for another one. No, we're 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 good. There was there was. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you you talked about being homeless in LA. Oh, in LA, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, are you talking like sleeping on the streets in a tent, homeless? Or yeah, I actually literally was homeless. I I, I was with a partner, and I was in LA, and I'd, I'd done the whole pop star in LA thing. And I was like this in America anyway. I'd be hanging out in the wrong part of town while everyone else was watching telly. I don't know what they were doing. What um, years was this? Well, that would be the early eighties. But right. the, this LA thing was like the other end of that whole, the other end of that whole scene. So I would have been. I remember turning forty, um, and it was literally days after that that I, I got this. Finally, got this flight out of there and just, you know, put it to rest. But. Um, what that was about was having everything taken away from you, really, for real, okay, and being on a quite a fucking scary, heavy scene, <laughs> okay, and being able to um, see your way out of it. And also, I had to have been there because I was exactly where I was meant to be as the me I, I was then, okay. And um, like I said, uh, really the point I was making at the time was that uh, you know, I was stepping away from it. And I know all this array of people, I, I can name them, you know, and it's not going to mean anything to anyone, right? And some some were dead then, those of them are dead now probably. But I'm just saying, um, I've had this three-year scene and and kind of acquired this family, uh, <laughs> a very scary family, yeah. But, I, you know, I hadn't told them I'll be gone. Because it just didn't do, you know. Good luck to any of them that could have gotten out, you know. Um, and uh, I, I looked at the situation, like pondering the last three years, and just this, you know, this is. A, I, I went through some kind of programmed labyrinth, you know. The, these people are victims. They're not just fucking ignorant wankers. Mm. In fact, some of the smartest people I've ever met were homeless. And some of the, you know, uh, really, um, I mean, really, really smart, and they're choosing to be homeless. And it's because they're hurt, and maybe they were orange pilled a little bit, or red pilled themselves. I mean, I was anyway to be involved in that scene, but um, you know, how, I how was everything taken away from you? What 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 was the well, uh, situation that you know led to that? Well, I, I don't really want to go into it too much. Um, I'll think about going into it maybe on, on another chat. Sure. But just simply, uh, one thing was leading to another. I was on a scene. I was living in L.A. I wasn't a Brit in L.A. hanging out in Hollywood, which I had done, uh, you know. Um, and, I, um, yeah, so I was just a dude living in L.A. with, with uh, this woman. 
and uh, I just knew loads of different people and one thing led to another and I'm sure you know uh, we can blame the fiat standard for it a little bit <laughs> but um, I ended up um, finding myself living in these sort of extended stay places first or, or motels and then uh, I realized oh, you know what essentially we're homeless <laughs> okay so I kind of realized it right and I wasn't happy about it okay and then it kind of just morphed into this whole journey and you know i had a place and then i had another place and you know um and then sometimes we would stay in these places where you stay for two nights and i mean the same people were there because they were doing it too yeah i was truly homeless not one of those ones with electric toothbrush and a fucking i did live in a cadillac for a bit you know so we had that and I've had a lot of experiences on the street because of that and um, a lot of experiences of uh, people and, and some quite heavy situations. Uh, but really, um, these people will fuck because of the fiat standard. It's mm -hmm. simple. They're just victims of the, the whole um, system in place. And it, to me, it was no accident. You know, and I, I think... Uh, it, it, it's polarized by the alphabet soup companies, you know, uh, whether it's the uh, DEA or FBI or NCIS or, or any of them or the ATF, and they're all fucking gangs. And, uh, you know, you can tell the difference between them and the guys I was hanging out with anyway, except for sometimes they had uniforms. Um, and it's like all this shit, right? It, it, it's made, it's made on purpose. Okay, so they've got this, um, they're, they're always waging war. It's always about a central bank, okay? And with the urban situation, really, really under this kind of, uh, look how the police have militarized, especially since 9-11, okay? And this is all no accident. And it's all about their protection, not our protection. Yeah, they're the ones with the fucking guns, you know? It's, it's like I couldn't walk through um, Miami airport with a, a fucking water pistol on me. So how do all the guns get in there? You know, um, you know what I mean? If I, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you, that's what uh, you went to. Oh, yeah, you were homeless for a bit. And that's one of the things I got out of it, you know, that this program mess. And I was already angry about the way England had, like, once McDonald's came and then all the smack dealers came to McDonald's and then the Trackadero's came and started turning just neighbourhoods into rank and file. You know what's that about yeah you know so they turned a good scene into a bad thing and made it worse and there's no way they did it by accident you know they did it by by design mm. um there, there's quotes in a lot of these economic books you know, where you know they, they essentially amount to you know if you can demoralize the person and then have control of their money supply they're yours mm -hmm. and that's essentially what we're up against and we are you know and at the same time we're, we're fine you know i'm privileged I, i've got a car i can do what i fucking like um we all can you know as long as we keep buying the fucking crap from amazon and you know what, you know okay. the last two years mate you've not been able to do whatever we like right this is uh you know the the kind of foot on the neck moment of this whole fiat thing where like lock them in their hey, home wait, i i i send you a great article on, on this um exactly what we're talking about um I'll send that to you. Um, this was a thing because we were hyperinflating. This is all about the repo markets and how they were behaving. I mean, essentially, they were using QE as, you know, the, the way, if, like, uh, 
payday night, you know, overnight deals. Um, I think essentially there was a thing that was going to, they were always going to assess the pandemic situation anyway. Um, yeah, COVID was real, but what they've leveraged from it. Unbelievable. Is going to be, we're stuck with it now. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're all writing to each other and all saying, oh, this is like, look what happened with the Patriot Act, what we got now. You know, now Joe Biden's in, fuck me, man. And and how much has he printed? 3.7 trillion? What is it? Who can count? It's, yeah. It's Do you know how much a trillion is? It's just insane. You know, I think a trillion is $100 a second for 38,900 years. Something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it ain't going to be a minute. So, yeah, it's going to be $100 a second for 38,000 years. It's insane fucking money. Okay. And, uh, well, one thing COVID exposed is they're not going to stop. You know, that thing, uh, the, the chicken's involved in breakfast, but the pig is committed. Uh, that, that comes from uh, well, wherever, it, you know, that makes me think of Preach of Jekyll Island and just how they put it together. But who, you know, who were they talking to? You know, who wasn't at the meeting? You know, and you're going to get the usual suspects. You're going to get the Vanderbilts, the Rothschilds, the uh, Rockefellers, you know, uh, the the, the whole thing, um, you know, they're running the planet. It's oil, you know, for every day they can stop anything renewable, it's worth 18 billion to them or something. You know, it's another day. Uh, and it's okay doing the fossil fuel thing. It's just like really, you know, what, what's the word? Uh, inefficient. It's, uh, you know, uh, it does work. Nothing wrong with carbon. And, and but it's antiquated and it's messy. And, and, and that's what it's about. It's not about global warming and climate change. Okay, nothing's changing. Uh, this is just planets behaving fine. The planet could take us out any second it wanted to. Okay, um, it's all about them. It's all about the, the, these fucking people that, I mean, look, what, what would we do if we had billions? Would we just turn into complete assholes and buy boats and build castles or would we? Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, yeah no, but I, I, I'm saying, you know, you never know what you're going to do until you're in that situation, you know? Maybe if a VC came around and started talking to me about Keith coin, you know, uh, <laughs> or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And he's like this, and I say, yeah, I could do this and do that. And I'm like, wow, you know, I, I can pick up like, you know, a tenth of a bill here and, and carry on, you know, um, leave it to them. because <laughs> So you just don't know what you're going to do. Hopefully we, we think we found Bitcoin and we think well, this is the way. So we don't even, won't even be considering any of those situations. We'll be simply kind of editing them out, like we all the things we ignore to be able to do something in a day. You know, there's all the things you do while you're driving, all the things you ignore while you're driving, you do automatically, you know. Um, yeah. So well, this is the way. I've got, I've got the usual closing question for you, Keith. And if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? I'd leave it to Kate. And, uh, oh, I love you. <laughs> I'd, leave it, no, I'd, I'd leave it to Kate and I'd say, you know how serious this is. And the thing is, Kate knows about Bitcoin. It's not like me, but she's a Bitcoiner. Um, I give it to Kate and I'd multi-sig it proper and uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. But if you ask me that, um, 
like seven years ago it might have been different but right now it's simple yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean whether i was alive or dead you know pretty much been doing it trying to think of it yeah <laughs> you know sure. uh, i've been doing it in a, in a dynamic way okay because like it, you know <coughs> sometimes every bitcoin is your last bitcoin and sometimes it isn't you know absolutely mate where where can people come and find you on twitter are you uh are you up for uh, interacting with anybody and um yeah, I don't mind, but I, I don't spend too much time on Twitter only because of uh, PTSD from social media and, and, and stalker. But um, I think I'm at real I'm at real BTC granny. Okay, I'll put that in the uh, as the title for uh, so at real BTC you. granny. Yeah, yeah. and uh, is there anything yeah. um, any, anywhere the plebs can come and find you? Anything you want to shill and uh, you know direct people towards? I. I um, I want to get involved in something that I get paid in Bitcoin and, uh, you know, you'll get me, not a standard thing. You'll get me. And I, I you know, so I, it's not like I'm looking for work. I'm looking for something interesting and it, I, I want to earn Bitcoin. It's just such a buzz when someone turns around and say, Oh, we only pay in Bitcoin. I've had that twice. And it was like, Oh, big problem we got to get around here. Like, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm looking for the shit. I'm, I'm looking for anything interesting. Um, you know, I've been dealing with some shit the last few years that has made um, made it that I've had to stay solo because I'm not in a situation to commit. But um, I'm still open to anything that anyone wants to send my way. Uh, yeah, you could do a key that it was punk.com um, as an email address if you want. Okay. Yeah, Keith at itwaspunk.com. It was punk, yeah? Yeah, Keith at itwaspunk.com. Uh, if anyone wants to talk to me, they, they're welcome to email me there. Mate, love it. Really enjoyed uh, hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Want to do another one. For sure. Um, we could do such a different one. Um, so, where? whenever we will whenever we'll put that in the air yeah we'll, we'll stay in touch and we'll get it uh set up for uh, a month or two's time and uh, go for another rip yeah man yeah great great talking to you great meeting your daughter thanks mate take care yeah. thanks again so much keith for coming on and doing this sharing all of your insights and your wisdom and your future vision and everything that you've learned you are certainly way down the rabbit hole and just soaking up all of this knowledge and it's so great to see people being inspired uh at whatever age they are obviously you're a little older than uh, many of us here listening to this podcast and it, the, the way it's affecting you and your thoughts is just amazing and the the time you're giving back and the work that you're doing in the space to help people understand following you on this journey is uh a very very important work to do and for those people, you heard him at the end there. If you've got any projects that you think Keith can help you with, he's looking to contribute. He wants to get paid in Bitcoin. He wants to start work on some of these projects and help you, you know, finalize whatever it is that you're doing. So please make sure you reach out. You'll find the details in the show notes. I want to give a last shill to the show sponsors. That is coincorner.com in the UK. Go and set up an auto buy with Danny and the guys at CoinCorner. Uh, the URL should be up. It should be forward slash bitten. If it's not, just wait a few extra days. Across Europe, if you're not stacking sats, you can do with relay.ch forward slash bitten. That will save you commission. 
if you are in the US, thank you so much for listening. SwanBitcoin.com forward slash Bitten. Go start stacking sats with the guys over at Swan. If you want to get to the conference, the big one, you know what to do. Hit the link in the show notes that will take you to the checkout page. You will have a 10% discount on any tickets you want from general admission up to whale pass. Make sure you use the code Bitten at checkout if you're just hitting up the website. And then, of course, big message, and Keith's going to back me up on this one. Get yourself a hardware wallet. Use shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten for 5% off the BitBox02 hardware wallet, Bitcoin only edition. See you on the next show, guys.